I want to be as great as Bolt, be the greatest female athlete. I don't know if I can ever touch Flojo's record, but <laughs> hopefully run near those times. Olympic Channel Podcast. That was teenage Jamaican sprinter Brianna Williams. I'm Ed Knowles, and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. We find the best people to talk about the biggest Olympic talking points every single week. If you love the Olympics, subscribe now wherever you find your podcasts. Olympic Channel podcast. Sometimes a photograph captures the exact moment a person changes. For Jamaican sprinter Brianna Williams, that moment was the under-20 World Championships in 2018. Then, 16, she won both the 100 and 200 metres, despite being the youngest competitor at the whole event. Her face in the photograph was one of complete and utter shock. After ignoring her coach's instructions for, well, most of the season, she finally listened to four-time Olympic medalist Atto Bolden and the results were plain for all to see. Williams has big ambitions for 2019. She doesn't just want to make the Jamaican team for the World Championships in Doha, she wants to be in the sprint finals too. Standing in a way, sprint royalty. Olympic champions Elaine Thompson and Shelly-Ann Fraser-Price have both been very supportive of Brianna, but 2019 is the time when things get really serious. I sat down with Brianna and her coach Atto Bolden to talk Tokyo 2020, why she represents Jamaica over the USA and her ambition to be mentioned amongst the greats. But we started off by talking about how she got into sprinting. Olympic Channel Podcast it was my cousin that was like, Brianna, you want to run track with me? And I was just like, yeah, sure. And we just went on separate teams. That's really what happened. And also watching, you know, the Olympics back then with my mom. And yeah, it really wasn't anything else but the Olympics and my cousin. It helps to be fast though, right? Sorry? It helps to be kind of fast. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, uh, I, I went to track and they quite quickly said, thanks, but no thanks. You, know? <laughs> you, you, say, that in, you say that in jest, but it's, it's actually... A big factor and I look back now I find myself looking back now at her early races she's not done a lot of losing if you get into something and you don't do well at it initially you give it up right some of them just go ah it's not for me even though you know maybe their greatest um, achievement is gonna come three or four years in they're never gonna get to that because for the first two years all they do is lose with Brianna because she had so much natural ability and I look at her her races and I go wow because, you know, it's like her start is awful and she doesn't have the best form or anything. But you could see the talent there even when she was, you know, 10. You said you started at 11? Yeah, 11. At 11 and 12, you can see that the talent is there. And I think because she's won, all she's done is win. I mean, I, I kid her sometimes and I say, you can count all the losses you've ever had in your life on like two hands. So because she started and won early, she stuck with it. So 11, 12, 13. I mean, she's been multiple time, uh, you know, national junior champion in the United States and AAU champion. Th- that matters because it, it creates so much confidence in you that, you know, by the time she showed up to my door, I tell her, it's like, Brad was already a winner by the time she showed up to me. Yeah, I, I get the chance to, to take her to the next level. But yeah, she was already sort of the finished item by the time she showed up, uh, you know, to my door. Brianna, you were born in America, right? Yes. Uh, but you've chosen to run for Jamaica, and you've got your Jamaican uh, gear on yep. today. But I, I guess it wasn't just to get 
the yellow t-shirts was the uh, reason why you chose to make it? Um, you know, ever since I started running track and I was like, okay, maybe I might do this for a living. Um, I was like, uh, which country would I run for? USA. I have two choices, USA or Jamaica. And um, I said, I want to run for Jamaica because that was my mom's country. And I've all, I was grown up in the Jamaican tradition way, you know, and all the time when I was watching the Olympics, I would see Shellyann and Bolt always winning. I said, I want to be like them, and I just chose this country. But what, what kind of motivated you to be drawn to Jamaica? The food, the music, the culture? <laughs> um, or was it the fancy kit? No, the culture. The culture is really different. Yeah. So <laughs> what is it between, say, America and uh, Jamaica that's so different, and why you prefer it? America's, you know, with football, baseball, they're more fans of that. And Jamaica's like, okay, let's show support to all our track athletes. And I like that because, you know, America just, it's like, okay, there's track, but it's not, you know, in there like Jamaica is. So because they have like, um, when the Jamaican athletes are in the Olympics or the World Championships, they're always screaming in the middle of the streets and like cheering them on. And so I, I like their culture more. Me being from Trinidad and Tobago sometimes, it's another country that, you know, track and field athletes, despite, it, despite us having the bulk of our Olympic medals, track and field is not revered in Trinidad and Tobago the way it is in Jamaica. And many times during my career, when I see the support for Jamaican athletes, I used to say, wow, you know, maybe I should, you know, maybe Jamaica was a place I should have run for because it, it matters more. Um, so it, it, it's interesting to see her, I mean, and she was left to make that decision on her own. You know, people say, oh, you pushed her, you took her from the United States. No, that was a decision that her and her mother and her family came up with. And um, I get it, I get it. Uh, you know, the Americans weren't entirely happy because, especially after uh, the World Under 20 Championships, but I get why somebody at 15 or 16 years old would say, you know what, I've been going to Jamaica. She's spent as much time in Jamaica as anywhere else in the world. And uh, I get why she would have made that decision. So I've never been to Jamaica. It's <gasps> on my life. I know. I am absolutely shame on you. I mean, I lived in London for a long time. Well, that's close. So <laughs> it's the next best. It's the next yeah. best thing. It's day one, Jamaica. We've got a free day. Brianna, what are we doing? Okay, I'm um, gonna listen to music, go to parties, and eat the best food like jerk chicken or pan chicken. You know, go to the beaches and stay from like 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock at night. That's exactly what I would do over the summer when track is finished. So, so that sounds awesome. Born in 2002, mm -hmm. so I guess you were like a tiny little girl watching TV in yeah. Beijing. Do you remember any of that? Um, no, because I used to do gymnastics, tennis. Oh, really? I used to do ballet, I used to do a lot of sports before track, and um, 2011 I, I ran track. Yeah. So it's London 2012. Yeah, That's terrifying because that seems like, you know, the day before just, yesterday yeah. for me. I remember when Shellyann won and like we were all screaming and stuff, but I also remember the 2016 Olympics where I was in, I think it was, I was in Texas watching my cousin run, and I was screaming through the TV. I was like, go Elaine, go Shelly, go Boat. And I was just like, oh, who wins? And they won, so I was just so happy back then. Atto, am I right in saying that you won a world under 28 championship back in 1992? 1992. Different world. I was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I was the first athlete to win the 100 and 200 double 
at the world under 20s. Hence my thrill when some, you know, 26 years later, Brianna pulls it off. That was some good maths. Yeah. That, that was, I was impressed by that. That is it. Yeah. So what I love about, and I was looking at the photos the other day, Brianna, was just your total composure before the race. And then as soon as you crossed the line, it, you were like, uh, what just happened? <laughs> Yeah, I was like really surprised because before the race, I was just calm. I was like, okay, Brianna, just do what your coach tells you to do. Get out the uh, Hang on, and... just do as your coach tells you to do. Yeah. Is this true? Is this? It's true now, but what she's not telling you is that she spent the whole year trying to run her way. And then it's almost like she went, wow, this is the world under 20 championships. I'm going to do it his way. And, and you saw the results. So, Brianna, what was it like in that moment? What were your emotions like in that moment? Um, I was thrilled. That's one word I can say. Um, I was really happy and proud of myself. So I just, as soon as I saw my coach, I was like, oh my gosh. And I just started crying, as you can see from the pictures. So, because that has never happened to me before. So that was my biggest race, and I was so happy. You were the youngest there, right? That was the, uh, and to, to win in such a fashion and then win both the 100 and 200. It's kind of the reason we're here talking now, you know. It's like, it, what has happened since since that moment that, you know, has kind of freaked you out? Has, has there been like, did you get just like loads more followers on Instagram um, and stuff? Yeah, I did. Um, I got a verification on Instagram over the summer. and That's um, a big deal, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was like, what? where did that come from? <laughs> And so um, I got invited to a lot of places like Laureus and the IAAF Awards and a lot of people have recognized me and were proud of my achievements. Also, it's hard to keep people's feet on the ground. It's a balancing act, isn't it? What, how, how does that work? It's the question I think I got asked the most um, immediately after her race. And it's, it's a lot to be thrust into. Um, she mentioned her Instagram verification. We worked very hard on getting her that because I thought it wasn't an, an appropriate reward. For her generation, that might as well be a diplomatic passport. So uh, that is like, if you asked her, you know, would you like uh, a Ferrari or to be verified on Instagram, she'd probably say... Let's find out. Well, um, I would say the Ferrari. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but to answer your question, what I know about Brianna is that, and, and what I remember about myself, when you're this age and you've looked up to, I mean, you know, she's inspired by Bolt and Shelly Ann Fraser-Price and Elaine Thompson. Yeah, you want, you want to have their medals, but you also want to have their exposure. And what I've seen in her is that because of her desire for those things, she's, she's not going to be affected negatively by the attention and the press and, the, and, and all of that. She's been affected positively by, by that. She's come back more incentivized this year. So for me as a coach, I expected the worst, but I've been pleasantly surprised. What mistakes did you make that you're then passing on that, that to say not to do? It's a, it's a good question because you're right. I did, I did make, make mistakes maybe when I was older because I didn't have this level of success or fame at 16. Mine came a little later. Um, when I, I was 18 when I won. Um, the World Under-20 uh, Championships, but I think I have more pressure. You see that country on her, on, her, on her shirt, Jamaica? They have already anointed her as she will be the next one. Remember, she's from the country that has produced the last two Olympic champions in the 100 meters in, in, in the Olympics. And she's also, you know, like being identified as the lineage. 
So Shelly Ann Fraser Price won in 2008 and 2012, and Elaine won in 2016, and now here comes Brianna. So yeah, there is a lot of pressure, but I always tell her pressure is a good thing. Nobody ever did anything amazing without some pressure immediately before it. So, you know, we're, we're embracing it, but yeah, the pressure's there. Elaine also DM'd you, she, or at least she, she claimed to. Is, is that what happened and how much was that? Was that better or worse than your Instagram verification when did you know? Um, no, it was Elaine and Bolt and Shellyanne, they, you know, commented on my picture and told me congrats. And like, I was so happy because I had never, you know, witnessed Usain Bolt, I'm one of the athletes I never met Usain Bolt yet. <laughs> but um, I was really happy when they said that. I was like, wow, they know me. I'm so happy. I remember I met um, Elaine back at Pen Relays last year. And um, no, I think it was the year before. Yeah. And she's really nice. She's a sweet person and she's a great athlete. Well, yeah. I mean, there's someone very fast, good in the one and the 200 as well. So, you know, is she, I suppose, Passing the baton to use an athletics, would you? Is there is there a, a thing that you could see, you her you following her footsteps one day? Um yeah, following her footsteps, yeah, because she's still young. Um, so she has a lot of time. She has a lot of time left for the Olympics. Um, I could say that Shellyanne's passing the baton to us. I guess you can say. Yeah. Would you ever fancy wearing some like funky hair stuff like Shellyanne? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind yeah. actually. Yeah. I remember my first Junior Olympics, I had the color of my team, like blue and yellow. I had braids, blue and yellow. Yeah, so. okay. And what about Atto's funky sunglasses? <laughs> Have you tried to put anything on you? Um, <laughs> sunglasses, no, because I'm clumsy and I feel like they'll fall off. <laughs> well, that's why you need the wraparounds, right? Yeah, this is practical true. as well. Yeah, but, but regarding the passing of that baton, though, um, while I am thrilled for her, to see, I mean, she's really gotten great support from Elaine and from Shellyanne, not just in, in what they've done, but we've seen interviews where Elaine on camera seems genuinely happy for her and genuine. You know, when, when you're in it, when you're in the fight and you see somebody else sort of join the fight with you, um, it can be motivational for you. Um, but I, I, it really seems as though Elaine genuinely is happy to see somebody who she thinks can carry that, that baton after it's passed. But I've explained to her that it's not Elaine's job to welcome you into the fold. Elaine's job is, yes, yeah, she can be very nice and so on, but when you step to that line, you are her competition. So I think, I think Brianna understands that while we, I mean, I, I loved and respected Elaine and Shellyanne long before she even showed up. I, I think Shellyanne might be my favorite, my second favorite Jamaican athlete of all time. But, um, but at the same time, um, you know, this is, this is this competition and there can only be one, one spot at the top of that podium. So she needs to, my job is to prepare her that, you know, maybe if Elaine is trying to win three in a row by 2024 Paris, that, you know, in the same way that she knocked off Shellyanne as Olympic champion, maybe that's Brianna's time. Yeah, I think that there is a, it's just exercise caution. I remember speaking to an unnamed athlete. They'd all been in the same country team, very friendly, mm -hmm. stepped out onto the track and suddenly they were like, why aren't you even looking at me? Why right. aren't you? Why? And it got into a, that person's head. Yeah. They didn't perform yep. and, and they weren't prepared for all of that because up until that big moment, everything was all sweet and cozy and that's where the experience comes in, basically. And I have to make sure that she does not 
be you know that she's not so enamored with the attention from her idols that she doesn't understand that they are also they're going to be her rivals how soon as soon as this year she would like to make the doha world championship final in 2019 well some Jamaicans are going to be standing in the way, both at her national championships and at the actual world championships. Yeah, to, to get there is, is tough. Like, right. that just, just get, I mean, is that the big aim then this year, Brianna, to, uh, to get on the plane or to yeah. pick up the Jamaican kit? That's my, once I get through the trials, if I make it, that's, I'm just going to be relieved because I'm just so happy because that's my number one goal for the season, to make the Doha World Championship team. And so Tokyo 2020... It must be on the horizon. It's, it seems ages away, but it's going like, to absolutely ramp around now. It's not <laughs> going to be that long until it happens. No. Um, how are you with sushi? Do you like <laughs> Yeah. I love sushi. Yeah. Um, it's funny because my coach also likes sushi. Um, but I love sushi, so I'm excited for Tokyo because that's probably what I'll only be eating. eating. Listen, I was, in, <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a convertible car. I'll never forget it. Uh, it was the day that the announcement was going to be made. Who was going to get the Olympics in 2020? I was in a convertible. I was in San Francisco. As Brianna said, my favorite food is sushi. Always, always has been. Hers is too. And I was listening to the announcement live over the radio when they said the winner of the, the, the bid for 2020 Olympics is... Tokyo, Japan, I screamed at the top of my lungs because I'm like, oh my gosh, the amount of sushi that I am going to eat in Tokyo for that two or three weeks is going to be legendary. So I am, I mean, I, one of my sponsors when I was an athlete was, was, was Toyota. So I spent a lot of time in Japan. I, I love electronic gadgets, which they also, that's kind of their thing, right? So, um... I haven't been to Tokyo in quite some time, so I'm looking forward to going back, albeit in a completely different capacity as coach and, of course, uh, broadcaster. And I think for her, it's not a lot of pressure. You know, she'll be 18. Um, I fully expect that she's going to make the World Championship final this year if her coach knows what he's doing. Um, but next year, it's not a, oh my gosh, you have to win, because she'll still only be 18. Um, I, I think 2024 and 2028 in Los Angeles, um, are going to be more her uh, her prime Olympics. Not not that we would, you know, rule out the possibility of anything happening next year. <laughs> yeah, of course not. What would be the ideal career path for you? In for, so you, if you can imagine yourself, it's tough. In twenty years' time, what would be your dream? Twenty years' time. Okay, um, I want to be as great as both. <laughs> um, be the greatest female athlete, um, possibly. Hopefully run 10-6. I don't know if I can ever touch Flojo's record, but <laughs> hopefully run near those times. But um, that, that's, you know, 10-6, hopefully. Notice she hasn't said anything about thinking about the 200. Oh, yeah, the 200? Hmm. Not sure about that one. <laughs> when it comes, it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Really, it's well. What what great aims! I think it's big aims. It's yeah, exciting, it and I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what happens. Thank you. Thank you. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel podcast. Big thanks to Atto and Brianna. Brianna is running in the Carifta Games, so keep an eye out for how she gets on with that over the next few days. You can follow her on Instagram at Brianna Nicole. It's uh, Nicole with an H. 
You can get Atto on Twitter, well worth a follow, by the way, A-T-O-B-O-L-D-O-N for him. If you're interested in following me, I am at Eddie Knowles with an I and an E across all socials. I've well and truly got into the Jamaican spirit with this week's episode. So if you like it, why not represent Jamaica? Take a photo of yourself, bang it on your Instagram story of you listening. Should we be doing more Jamaican stories? Well, leave us a five-star review on the podcast app. That is the best way to let the powers that be that run the podcast know that we should be doing more Jamaican stories, more athletic stories. Let us know in there. If you like this week's episode, then... I recommend that you should have a listen to the episode with British runner Bobby Clay. Now, her promising future was put on hold because she overtrained and underate. She was diagnosed with osteoporosis at 18 years old. Here's a clip. I sat down in the gym and my shin snapped. And that's something we do every day. And I couldn't even do that without breaking. So if I can't do that, how was I meant to run? That one is from the 23rd of January, 2019, if you are looking. All that's left to say is give us a subscribe for the very best of the Olympics world. Every single week, we've got you covered. That's it for now, though. See you soon. Think like an Olympian.